Praise the Lord. Shout, victory belongs to Jesus. One more time, victory belongs to Jesus. Hallelujah. I tell you, with Jesus, we don't fear anywhere. We can enter into the mouth of the lion and we will come out. Because victory belongs to Jesus. Amen. You know, no one can say this except the person is born again. Because otherwise you are afraid of many things. And I have met many, many people who are afraid of different things. But victory belongs to Jesus. Amen. Let me see by hand sincerely anyone here who knows that he's a child of God. He's born again. Heaven is his place. I just want to see by hand. All right. Thank you. So I'm going to talk to Christians then. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes you can skip the most important thing and concentrate on things that will not benefit. All of us who raise our hands, I just want to say an appeal to your spirit man that you should be an instrument in the hands of the Lord in reaching out to save others. Amen. The preaching of the gospel is the only way by which others can be saved. There are no methods in different ways. There is only one way. And that is the preaching of the gospel. And the preaching of the gospel is not only the job of the pastor. It is the job of everyone who believes. The heavens are waiting because we haven't done much. But if we have filled this earth with the gospel of Jesus, Jesus would have come. And so this morning, in this Thanksgiving service, I would like for you to seriously consider the matter that God will be raising with us in this short moment of time that we have in his presence. Amen. Father, thank you for the word of God. We ask that the word may have a free course into our hearts and renew our minds and our thinking. Show us mercy that when we leave from here, we would go and become doers of the word of God because of the effects that would have come to our hearts and our minds. This we ask for in Jesus' name. And everyone said, You know, no matter, thank God for good works. It is good for everybody to do good. But I want to say, good works does not save. We went to the village there. They had a need. And God was gracious to us to meet that need. They needed water. And the experience we had was such that they were struggling 
in this day and time to have water. God provided for them. But we didn't go there for the water. That was not the reason why we went. The reason why we went to them is that they may hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the power of God unto salvation, and to give them eternal life and hope. And so, a child of God, I want you to consider this matter seriously and get on board by reaching out to everyone who comes your way. In fact, if the person doesn't even come, go his way. Amen. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, from verse 1 to 5, you see, Paul said, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in seizing out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. And they will turn their their ears away from the truth. And be turned aside to fables. But you. Be watchful in all things. And your afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Amen. And let me tell you this. If you study carefully. The relationship between. Paul and his spiritual son. Timothy. And for him to write such a thing. For me, it's a very serious message. You will, you will see that right from 1 Timothy chapter 1 to the second, he addressed the matter to Timothy. And for somebody who is your son in the faith, you sit him down one day, and you please such serious statements such as this. Timothy. I charge you before God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Not an ordinary man. It tells us it's a serious business that everybody who is here today after this must speak to somebody about Jesus. Your amen is not coming, but it's all right. Hallelujah. I don't know how you're seeing it. But for a man to sit with his son, you know, the commendations that came over this young man, Timothy, were so... Sometimes this man will stand and say that everybody has left me. You're the only one who is with me. So he trusted his ways of doing things. He knew he was a genuine man. He was faithful. And yet, he takes some time off. He sits him down and said, Listen to me as I write this to you. I charge you therefore before God. Not on, You see, Samuel said, If a man has a palabra with another man, 
a judge will sit in the case. And he will judge it that your matter is not good. But if a man has a problem with God, who is fit to judge the case? And so if he has been moved from sonship to the presence of the Lord to be charged, that you, Timothy, I charge you before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, Who's appearing, he will be judging. I want to beg you. If you are not somebody who preaches and tells people, you better start now. Because we have downplayed this ministry that has been committed into our hands. And we are so occupied with anything else. And sometimes, the notion is that I am pushing those people who are doing it. It's okay to push us. But people also come around you. Don't let anybody escape from you. Preach Jesus to them. The body of Christ is dying off from this mandate that God gave us. And sometimes we resort to, I can give cocoa, I can give bread. I can. It's no bread anybody needs. They need Jesus. It's good to give bread. But bread will last only whilst we are here. Jesus will last forevermore. I beg you. I beg you. Let us all become evangelists. Let us all become preachers of the gospel. Let us all tell one another. Let's all tell everyone that you need Jesus. He said, I charge you before God. Look at the statement. I charge you before God and the Lord Jesus Christ at whose coming he will judge. Whether you are dead or alive, there will be a judgment. And when he has said that, then he brings his main reason why he was charging him in the verse 2. So he goes on to say, preach the word. Can we all shout it out? Preach the word. One more time. Hallelujah. He said, preach the word. Be ready in season, out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort, with all long suffering and teaching. Brethren, if there is anything we are owing this generation... We are owing them the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the power of God unto salvation. Nothing else is the power of God except the preaching of the gospel. Today, many people can sit with Christians, can sit with unbelievers. And it could never even touch their skin to say, is this person saved? But when that person slips out of his body, hey, where he is going, we cannot go there to preach to him. He is finished forevermore. He is finished forevermore. And those of us also who hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and you think otherwise, these Christian people, they are making something too much, I call you to repent. 
You can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and think that they have chosen Christianity and they are following. You better join us because there is no, there is no salvation coming from nowhere. There is no man who died except Jesus Christ. There is no name given amongst men by which a man be saved except the name Jesus Christ. You cannot downplay this matter. It is too serious. And I see people go to church over and over again and they take it like we are going for so and so service. We are going for so and so. I need to be there for this. I need to be there for that. It is not. You need Jesus for yourself. It's sad. The people can still make their heart so strong and will not give in to Jesus. If you are here today, the Lord wants me to sound an alarm. If you are not born again, you better get born again. Because, my brother, you can't bribe God. You can't sweet talk God. And when you finish, you know, when, when, when it's over, thank God for a beautiful sister. When it is over, it is over. It is over. We cannot go and dig and say we want her to come back. God will not even allow it. So therefore, by which power can you? You remember that when Jesus was here, he raised the dead? Uh, you are not minding me at all. You remember he raised the dead? So why didn't we come and meet them? After we, he was, those people were raised, they died again. For it's appointed unto man once to die, and after that, that's it. So you can be raised from the dead, you will die again. As long as you've been born by a woman, you will die. But when you are born by the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall live forevermore. That's why we are not ashamed. That's why yesterday we took inspiration from the husband. He said, you know, when he came and he was shouting and, and he said, listen, I'm the widow. I am the one who should be sad. But he knows that my wife loved Jesus and saved Jesus. Therefore, there is no need to cry. God bless you, brother. I know what goes on. I remember when it happened, I told him. I said, you may be strong, but people will let you cry. Because I've seen it before. My mother died and I, I didn't cry. They forced me to cry. Because by the time, by the time they, they, they are coming to visit you, that's where all the concerts will start. If you are not careful by that, you will also break down. And I broke down. Rise up and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because when you preach, you have done a noble job. If all of us who raise our hands will be occupied by this truth, the earth will be filled with the glory of God. We are not preaching. The job is the pastors. Let them go and preach. If you can't preach, listen, you may not have been called like me, who is privileged to be called to preach, but you have, you have been anointed enough to do one and one. You are not saying amen. 
I wish I can carry you all like this and suspend you for not saying amen. Hallelujah. Brethren, let's be occupied with this ministry. The Bible tells us that this ministry of reconciliation has been committed into our hands. So we cannot play. We have to fight for people's salvation. We have to, we have to just do it. It's becoming tough now. Every weekend, we are crying for buses to go for funerals. And I notice that a lot of church members are very happy. Put my name there. If you don't put your name to sit on the bus, they are not happy. The church is not doing well. Get up. The church is doing well. Get up and let's go and preach. Preaching. By preaching, men will be saved. By preaching, men will have eternal life. By, it is very easy to sit on the bus and be very happy to show, hey, LCC, CFCC, we are, we, we are committed. Committed from where? Commitment is you preaching the gospel to someone who, when he drops, is going to hell. And over there, nobody can go there and preach and bring them back. I beg you. For those of you who are visiting, don't insult me to say, I didn't know the crazy pastor. It's okay. Bless the Lord. We have to preach. Preach the word. Be ready in season out of season. What does that mean? What does that mean? Wherever you find yourself, you are ready to share the gospel. It's as, it's as simple as that. Whoever comes your way must hear it. Whoever comes your way must hear it. And I beg you, I have this agency in my spirit that what, whatever we can do, I remember one day we came from a crusade and she called me up and we were talking and, 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 and then she said something to me. She said, do you know that this is your call that you go to the field? And I haven't forgotten that. Not that I didn't know that. Brethren, let's rise up. Hallelujah. Teach people the word of God. Preach to them. Where we went to. You know, we had to stay, stay a bit far off from that place because there was no convenient place for us. So... And then when we had to drive from where we were staying to where the program was going on, we would be passing through a lot of villages. Seriously. And when you see the number of people left, right, when we are coming at night, some of them are still hanging around. You become so burdened and say, Ah, I wish I could divide myself and drop one side here. Let him tackle it. The harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. I want you to be employed today to be a member of this harvest. Hallelujah. You know, it's, it's very easy, eh? 
It's very easy to slip off from this. And I've seen, after many years of being in the faith and in the ministry, I've seen many, excuse me, I've seen many people slipping off from their main objective and becoming so occupied with trivial issues. Planning so solidly for this and that and that and that. Not for the souls. But I speak in the name of the Lord that we are being charged today to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. In the verse 3, listen to what he said. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires. And because they, they have each in ears will heap up for themselves. Now you go to places, that's where you will see. You see, you see the people that they welcome. You see the people who will not tell them the truth, who will not tell them righteousness. And just because everybody is going for Ebisa, what is holding up for me in future? Even if the Lord were to give you the whole world, so what? It will not help you. We need Jesus. Hallelujah. So I want to beg you today, as we remember our dear sister. Once, yesterday we heard so many good things. And the husband said it. It was read. No, it was the husband. He said, the doctors told me that they should find another pastor. Me, she said, me, I will preach till I die. And she did. Blessed be the name of Jesus. You know, it's, it's very easy to be retired. It's very easy. She can go on retirement and write to me, Reverend Dennis, the way my situation is, I want to seek for early retirement. And she said, no. What would it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? I would die preaching, was her word. I respect that. Praise the Lord. I want us to know something. Sometimes we can neglect the weightier matter for the subsidiary. Preaching, I charge you before God, you are hearing me today. Before God and before Jesus Christ, whatever be your profession, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. It's good to feed people when somebody needs school fees paid. Because you are a Christian, they will come. I mean, it's not peculiar. It's a common practice. Sometimes our pockets are empty. Because, you see, we look good, eh? And because we look good, everybody knows we are rich. Of course we are rich. Why shall I hide it? But you can distribute, ah, and yet they will come. But that is not the gospel. It is good to do good. But the gospel is present Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You know, 
Why I'm speaking like this is because it has happened before. From the Holy Scriptures. In the book of Acts chapter 8. Before I even get there. Let me, let me just bring you to this thing. Romans chapter 10. Verse 14 and 15. And I like all of us to read this scripture together. Now everybody, everybody can see clearly. So when I say one, two, then we go. One, two. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without? Without? Go. And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings. Hallelujah. Let me drink water some more, I beg you. It's because of the... Okay. Amen. I don't know how God could have put this scripture. For it to quicken everybody sitting here. Their spirits. I don't know how. The Bible is so clear. He says. How then. Shall they call on him. In whom. They have not believed. Faith comes by. You see listen. If, if people don't hear. Abasi. It was the duty of Ghana government to go and make boho. But, okay, they passed their money somewhere. So, we have to help. But that was not the reason. Anytime the people were coming forward, you can ask the teammates. I said, those of you who were here yesterday and you received Jesus, it's okay, Jesus is with you. But, they come in their numbers. And I said to myself, the harvest is plenty. And the laborers are few. No, in one of our trips, as we were discussing in the car, and we seen so many people, we said, ah. And then I remember Pastor Bimpo saying something like, the way it is, Maybe we should just come for two weeks and do here two days, two days, two days, two days, two days like we do in Wa. So that everybody else will hear. Now, the reason is that there is so much to be done. Brethren, if you don't know, I am telling you. There is so much to be done in respect to the preaching of the gospel. Because it's the only means by which and the only way by which a man can be saved. How can they hear? How can they believe? And how shall they believe in him if they haven't heard about Jesus? How will they know that he is the way, the truth, and the life? So if I went to do a boho there, without telling them about Jesus, it meant nothing. I have solved the social need 
of the individual helping the person to drink but to go to hell. It's as simple as that. So, I pray that from this moment, you will be a preacher. Hallelujah! And how shall they hear without a preacher? See why it's important everybody else to be a preacher? How can they hear? There has to be somebody who carries it. And whoever carries the good news is a preacher. Praise the Lord. And so I want to urge you, in the name of the Lord, please do the work of an evangelist. In the closing part of, of the first scripture we read, says that, do the work of an evangelist. And this one, we are not talking about a big evangelist who is standing there, preaches for people to be healed and all of that. You are an evangelist. Every one of us is an evangelist. Amen. A very interesting thing happened. And it's only the wisdom of God that can let you really see how God worked on that. When Peter had preached on the day of Pentecost, and the people have received the Lord, repent, a time of refreshment will come and all of that, and they gave their hearts to the Lord and they were saved. It, it, it became so beautiful. They all just started congregating at one place and the offerings that they were taking now became so big. And now they talked about, okay, because of that, let's see, there are widows amongst us, let's begin to feed them. So they started feeding them. Even in the midst of feeding them, complaints started. Some people say that, eh, eh, as for us, our tribe, um, the, 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 the food, no, when it comes to us, it's like this, it's like that. You see, any time we sit down and don't occupy ourselves with evangelism, something goes wrong. So when God saw it from heaven that you see, I bless them that now they have expanded. One day 3,000 souls were saved and now they have the base for the church. Everything was very, very fine. And so the apostles said, listen, we have been putting the, the ladder into the soup for too long. Let's try to have these people and call them deacons so they will take over and then they will serve the food for us. Everybody say, Amen. They prayed for them and then they started also taking the, uh, the ladder, putting them in the soup and the cocoa and everything, giving it to everybody. Things were moving smoothly. God sat up there. He said, you see, anytime they became big, they are happy. Now, so, I will scatter, go and scatter them for me. So the Bible says that so did havoc to the church. And God had to do that so that they would run away and go everywhere. So they ran and went everywhere. But something interesting happened in Acts chapter 8 verse 3 to 5. Now I want to read to you. Listen to this. As for so, he made havoc of the church. May the Lord send somebody to make havoc for us. I know that you don't want to say amen. Because if, if I said that, may you prosper and have plenty money, somebody will even fall from his seat. Amen! 
Another pastor says that we'll go without havoc. Okay, we leave that. Amen. But listen to this. Make havoc of the church. Entering every house and dragging off men and women and committing them to prison. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere doing what? Will they have gone preaching the word if they have sat in the church? So sometimes the church becomes so rich that we forget our main job to do preaching. That's why we don't want to be caught in this thing. Hallelujah. You are not minding me at all because I'm speaking a language that is not familiar. Don't worry at all. My going ahead doesn't need need encouragement. (laughs) Hallelujah. Now listen to this. I love this portion very much. Would you like to read it for me? One, two. What made Philip run away from the headquarters? Huh? The havoc. Uh-huh. So when he ran away, it is, you see, the havoc, havoc, go and look at the word havoc. It could mean that they burned his house down. Everything scattered. So when the man ran away, and then he got to Samaria, he got to the gate of Samaria, he said, oh my God, thank you that I'm alive. Then he met the first person, he said, do you believe in Jesus? He said, who is Jesus? He says, he's the man who died on the cross and saved us. He said, I believe. Get another one, I believe. Get another one, I believe. Get another one, I believe. In no time he has formed a church, and the church was growing. How have you seen the man? And then the sick people were coming. And as they were coming into the church, he would say, in the name of Jesus, the person will be healed. In the name of Jesus. Now, everybody said, there's a man who had come to our city here. He is bringing healings. And the church became big all of a sudden. When the church became big that he has to be made a bishop, resident bishop, to reside on matters, And to count the offering. God comes around and says, Philip, he says, yes sir. He said, I want you to get up and go start heading towards this desert road. Okay Lord, if you want me to go, no problem. On the way going, then he meets an Ethiopian Enoch. An Ethiopian Enoch had come to Jerusalem to put his forehead and touch the wall of the place and prayed some prayers. And then it was handed unto him the scroll on the way going and he looks at the scroll. And so he started reading from Isaiah. And then when, when I, my brother got there, he said, Hey, he heard the word. He said, Do you understand? I said, I don't understand what you're talking about. Is he talking about somebody else or himself? Isaiah, when he was prophesying, he said he's not talking about himself. He's talking about a man called Jesus. And he preached to him. He preached to him. Ethiopian Enoch came down and was baptized. 
And when he finished, I was expecting that God put this man on assignment to go and preach. After that, you know, that was when I understood why God calls Escate. When, when the man had finished, the Spirit of the Lord carried him again and went to a place called Azotus. He has left his church. And from there, we never heard the story of coming back to Samaria Church. Because the work was plenty. And God needed him. Praise the Lord. So, in Samaria, they started gathering and they were doing church service. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. They would sing and dance and everything. In Jerusalem, the message went to the pillars of the church. And told them that Samaria has received the word of God. And then all of a sudden, Peter and John said, Brethren, then let's go. Let's go and help them out. So they came and organized Holy Ghost baptism. And everybody received the Holy Ghost. And they started, So, fine. As soon as they themselves, they finished. Amazing. They did something that's so fantastic. So in the verse 25, the Bible says something that is so unique. He said that in the verse 25 of the same chapter. He said, so when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in... You, are, you, are, you didn't read well. Preaching the gospel in... So they too took advantage and preached I say to you, wherever you find yourself, preach. If all of us will commit ourselves to the preaching of the gospel, whether you are in Togo, you are in Benin, if you go and bring things from... Now, Ghana doesn't go to Togo anymore to bring things to sell. We have everything here, isn't it? So they are coming to buy. Cote d'Ivoire comes to buy spare parts from Abosokai. Wherever you find yourself... Preach the gospel. Would you say to your neighbor, it's my responsibility. And it is your responsibility to preach the gospel. See, at any point in time, the church, listen, it is something that was in there. The church became so comfortable until God had to work it out. So I want to say, brethren, may we be committed every evening, every Sunday, when you are passing, somebody is passing by you. Instead of believing in your own self so much about what you are wearing, stop it. And just simply say, this person that I'm passing by, is he saved? Is he saved? If we do that, the gospel will be preached. And many shall be saved. Hallelujah. Without doing this, we would have failed the heavens. We would have failed our leaders who have gone ahead of us. Because you see, some of these people took this matter so serious that wherever they went, they preached. I have just five more minutes to preach. I would have loved to preach another two hours. But I know that there will be a war here. And since we must live in peace, I will leave on time. Hallelujah. Is somebody sleeping by your side? Wake them up. Uh-huh. Somebody is sleeping. You say, Pastor said as a worship. You say, Pastor. So you won't be in trouble. Amen. 
And so, brethren, I pray that we will take this matter so seriously that wherever we are, we will preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is what the world needs. The world doesn't need anything. Now, I observe as I looked around this thing, I observe that the reason why Ghana is so corrupt and everybody else tells us corruption is because those of us who, who, who call ourselves Christians is because we don't preach. Do you know why? Because if you were preaching on your job and every, every day Jesus, 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 they will not bring the bride. Because, of course, you are preaching. So your challenge is, how can I preach to them and still take? I have to make an option. I think I will take and keep my mouth shut. This is why we are like this. But if you were preaching every time, and everybody calls you a sofu, hey, this is our sofu, you will see that you will be the one without a bribe. But you will make impact. Because very soon, the same people will say, this man, don't go to him more. If you don't know you go, he will gospel you. Can we have those testimonies to come back again? Hallelujah. As we remember our sister. It couldn't have been anything else that the Lord laid on my heart than to share with you. That every one of us. We can say anything. We can do everything. But I notice that people don't like to preach the gospel. But we want to experience power. It lies in the preaching of the gospel. I want to beg us. I want to beg us. Kasua branch, Domi branch, Domi Kwabenya, you came to visit us. Go and fill your church with human beings. Every one of you, your own language, speak. Adia Yesu ayamami. Nanka bebiya medimin menie shameko. No chimian and nemisusu. You know, one day, you carried a lot of people to be, they, they were living anyhow, counseled them and they came here, got married. Because they understood the gospel, they changed. God bless her. She's up there. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. The preaching of the gospel is the best of work anybody can do. Preach. When the understanding came, they said, Ah, Counsel them, brought them. I pray that we will look at it from that viewpoint. The preaching of the gospel is the only way. Hallelujah. I said the preaching of the gospel is the only way. Some of us. Oh, I will be good. Of course be good. It's your reasonable service. But I want to beg you, please. I beg you. Can we all get on this wagon? Just preach. Preach. See, when you begin to preach, an unction will come on you. 
And you will never know what to. You won't struggle. By the grace of God, I don't prepare sermons, four days preaching on a crusade. No. I just, I'm going. And just a few hours sometimes, just in the morning, the Lord will say, this is the word you must preach. And he has never disappointed me. You don't need to struggle. When you preach and preach, it begins to just flow like that. And I want to beg you, shall we preach? And we must preach. Even if you are a boss, use your boardship, is a word like that. Use your authority. Until now agrees with me, there's a word like that. Use your authority to preach. A young man employed in your office, you just invite him. Yeah, what have I done? Say, relax, you haven't done anything. Are you born again? Meanwhile, the boy or the girl may have heard that this boss is a strict man. Not because he's strict, because he's a Christian. And when you pass it on to the person, the next thing the person will do, will say, ah, ah, this is why. Then I want to be like him. May we preach in Jesus' name. Shall we bow our heads?